Hey, what's up? It's Alex. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What is up? I almost just said YouTube. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Short News Podcast. I am Alex Mador. It is Thursday, March 12th. 2020 and I am so sorry I'm late. It's been a hell of a week, let me tell you. Guinea pig is still sick. So that's definitely been an issue in my life. Um still not eating. He got his teeth trimmed, so I think that might be the problem. He's just been in a lot of pain. Also, the coronavirus kind of I, I've i been so busy dealing with this and dealing with school, and the coronavirus has just gone full DEFCON 5 or whatever on us over here in, in the city that never sleeps. I, I don't know what uh, what's going to happen. I really don't. Well, I do know. That's Sorry, I'm spacing out a little bit. I, I don't have talking points today. Because I'm so unprepared, I'm going to blame the virus. So, coronavirus, they canceled all the colleges. <laughs> they, they, um, they, yeah, they canceled all physical classes for the rest of the year because of this fucking virus. Which, um, I mean, that's good. I don't have to go anywhere. That means more time to podcast and more time to game and... More time to, well, I, I'm still going to have work to do because they're, yeah, they're moving everything to online, which is crazy because I feel like I was saying like a month ago, I, I wish all my classes were online and now they are. Now they are. And one of my classes is going to be meeting on Zoom. I don't know if anybody knows what that is. It's like a uh, video conference. It's like Skype, but apparently it's better. And... We're going to be meeting on there. I'm going to get to show off my podcasting equipment. Like, yeah, yeah, so here's what I think about the current financial situation of college students, and it's going to be so clear and crisp. Yeah, I'm ready. So I've been holed up in my apartment with my guinea pigs. It's been nice. I guess yesterday was my last day of classes. I was supposed to have, um... Well, no, yeah, I had theater, and now I don't have to go see that lady anymore. Like, this worked out pretty well until I get the coronavirus. This is going to be such a good deal. Even if I get the coronavirus, yeah, it's going to suck, but then I they'd quarantine me for two weeks, so then I have to stay in my apartment? That's not, like, a punishment to me. That... That's exactly what I want to hear. 
Mr. Mador, you have to stay in your room. You can't go anywhere. I suggest opening up Netflix and smoking some weed. Sure. I want that. Somebody cough on me. Next time I'm on the subway, cough on me. If you if you see me and you're like, hey, you're that guy with that podcast and that song about mango pots, <coughs> I won't be mad. I want to get sick. I'm going to be saying that, and then a week later, I'm going to come back on the next episode like, hey, what's up, guys? Uh, this whole virus thing is nothing to joke about. I don't know what that voice was. Again, I don't have any talking points. So what I think we should do, um, first things first, I woke up this morning and found out that Mango Pots and White Claw is out on all music platforms. I'm excited. It's pretty great. But what I thought we were going to do today was just look at, um, this is going to be really short news. We're going to look at the news that's on my phone, on my news page, and just uh, just talk shit about it. No Dick Johnson, no Michael Hunt, none of that. Do you still want the uh, the music, though? Okay, I'll do the music. Um, hi. I said that too close to the microphone. Hi. So the, um... (laughs) Hi, I'm Alex Mador. So this... (laughs) This is the worst segue in history. I was just gonna be like, so the stocks went to shit, but now they're back. Apparently. With the whole coronavirus situation, stock market just crashed like the worst it's been since, what, 2008, I think they said? Which I'm so glad I pulled out of Robinhood when I did. I had so much money invested in cannabis, graphene technology, and renewable energy. Because that's what I was doing with my paychecks. But I sold all that, like, in the summer. Otherwise, I would still be holding on right now. But it looks like things are, I mean, not going back to normal, but they're... Yeah, yeah, it looks like they're going back to normal. That's good. What does this say? Stocks soared in a frenetic trading Tuesday, wiping out much of the losses they suffered just a day earlier in their biggest sell-off since the financial crisis... The market opens sharply higher with the Dow Jones Industrial Average soaring nearly 1,000 points within the first few minutes of the opening bell. Stocks then erased the entirety of their gains before midday, only to charge higher again in the final hours of trading. Um, I don't really care. If you're wondering why I'm talking like this, I'm on my second Bud Light. So the stocks are back to kind of normal. After a turbulent day, we've got more coronavirus news. Working from home because of the coronavirus? You need this $40 device. What, a Wi-Fi router? What, what, what is it? 
the TP-Link Powerline Ethernet Adapter. Why? Why do I need that for the coronavirus? Oh, Wi-Fi interference. Everyone's going to be using the Wi-Fi. This is not an eye-opening thing. This is just saying, oh, we have this thing. We have this device that you plug into your outlet, and it connects to your Wi-Fi, and then you plug in your Ethernet cable. Is that what this is? Okay, so this device is called the TP-Link AV1000 Powerline Ethernet Adapter. What what is what does it do? The kit consists of two boxes that instantly transform your regular old power outlets into gigabit ethernet ports. Yeah, but don't they have to be connected to the Wi-Fi? Am I just stupid or Okay, so it's saying avoid using the Wi-Fi by plugging in a device that connects to your Wi-Fi, and then you connect to it. Do not buy the TP-Link AV1000. Just don't. If you're going to plug into Ethernet, plug into your modem. Seriously. I'm plugged into my modem right now. Well, not on this MacBook, because it only has USB-C ports, but on my other computer, I'm plugged into the modem. It's the way to do it. I could be so ill-informed on this, it could actually be better. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I want to be right, but I could be wrong. (laughs) Oh, you know what happened today? Speaking of fucking news, I have lawyers now. Because um, I was in an Uber on my way to the, uh, the vet to pick up some formula for Ricky, and... So the Uber driver was on his uh, was on FaceTime the whole time, and and I've had that bef- I've had drivers do that before, and I don't really think much of it because I I assume they're paying attention to the road. That's why they're not texting; they're on the phone instead. And I don't, and I assume they're not looking at the phone, right? So this dude, he's on his FaceTime, driving me to this vet, um. He's looking down at his phone, motherfucker, and everyone is stopped because it's a light, and he drives into a van that's right in front of us, just crashes right into this van in front of us. I fucking whiplash my neck, and now I'm in so much pain. Like, Like, my whole neck is just tense, my head hurts, it's a whole thing, so... I contacted Uber, and they were like, if you want to file a claim, go right ahead. Here's this dude's phone number. (laughs) They gave me the driver's phone number, name, contact information, and insurance info. And I went ahead and contacted a lawyer. And now, now, you know, what I'm doing here is I'm getting my money. No, he's good. That motherfucker's paying for my... For my medical expenses, at least. Because I have to go to the doctor tomorrow? Bitch, you better believe you're paying, Uber driver. You don't FaceTime and drive, you... I almost just said a bad word. You... Really... Dumb person. You really dumb person. 
You gotta be careful. <laughs> oh, I almost just said, uh... Mm. But yeah, that sucked. Because now I'm in pain. And, you know, who knows? I could have a concussion right now. I was looking it up. They say you could have bruises to your brain from whiplash. I don't feel like I have any bruises to my brain, but let's see if I wake up and I'm paralyzed tomorrow. Hopefully not. But from now on, if I'm in an Uber and that motherfucker, whoever the driver is, is on FaceTime, I'm reporting that shit because now I know you get into an accident. And I've been in an accident before, but not one where it, where the car collided with another car. I've been in one that was... You guys know. I've told, I told this story. But that wasn't a collision with any other cars. That was like going off a jump type thing. It was different. Somehow my neck didn't get that messed up. This time it did. So if I sound pissed off, it's because I am. Because now I have to take time out of my day tomorrow to go to some neck doctor who's going to tell me like, oh yeah, you're hurt. And then I'm going to be like, fuck, great. Now I have to go to physical therapy and do other shit when, yeah, I've got the time now that classes are online, which is cool, but great timing, by the way. But fuck, this is not what I want to be doing. One sec, I think this is my lawyer. Okay, I'm back. Sorry, I had I had a phone call with attorneys, legal legal things that now I can't talk about any more than I uh, than I talked about. What were we talking about before news? Coronavirus. What was it? Oh, so the iMac could could get built-in projectors. For expending, extending its displays onto nearby walls. There's a, there's a new patent for, yeah, projectors for the iMac. Project onto the walls next to it, and you have extended displays. That's insane. What else is going on in the world? It's coronavirus, 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 all over the place. You know, I think today's going to be a shorter episode, so I don't want to jip you guys into advertisements. So today's episode is brought to you by Bud Light. And this was not sponsored by Bud Light. This is just me being honest and saying Bud Light is here with me and it's inside of me. So that's fun, right? It's not sad, though. I swear this is a fun thing. This is going to be a fun podcast. From here on out, I know we're 14 minutes in and I've talked about nothing, but I don't know. Should we say one more thing about the coronavirus and then move on? Yeah, yeah. You know, I say, I and I know it's a little too late now, um, people stock up on what you can, but not, not to a dickish extent because other people need to stock up too. When I mean stock up, get the supplies that you need at least for like a week, but not more. Because again, like I said, other people need to get their shit too. Like right now, I'm worried about toilet paper. I don't know what we're going to do. I, I'm seeing one more roll in there and I'm scared. I don't know what's going to happen once that roll runs out. 
Gonna, gonna have to use Susie. She's looking at me like, what? No. No, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. That's how cats cry. Oh, no, 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 no. Like that video, like, oh, long dungeon. I, I won't anymore. Um, what I was gonna do today is just make this an episode about advice. Because coronavirus is going on, everybody's upset about it, things are canceled, the economy is collapsing, and people's relationships are probably suffering. So the least we can do is our part and help people put their lives back together in this installment of relationship advice. Here we go. My 36 male wife, 34 female, visits her father once a month for a week. Her siblings, 27 female, 31 male, say she's never shown up once. Where is she going? This is a throwaway account. Please excuse my writing. If it's all over the place, I am still trying to collect my thoughts. I've been with my wife for almost 13 years. We met through some friends and we moved in together and got engaged pretty quickly after dating because my wife was so desperate to leave her abusive home situation and I knew she was my soulmate so I took that chance. The conversation about her family has never come up in conversation nor have I properly met her family aside from once at our wedding. All we learned about each other were our names, then after a few words in private between my wife and her family, she told me they're toxic and she will never contact them again. I never once pushed the issue because I respect my wife's privacy. We went our whole marriage without hearing a single word from them until around the beginning of November, my wife's sister, I'll call her Kay, reached out to say their dad had been getting sicker and expressed the desire to reconnect with her before he dies. My wife accepted and arranged to fly to her home state one week per month. I said this was okay, we are comfortable financially, we do not have kids and she works from home so her schedule is very flexible. Again, my wife has not spoken to me about her family other than updates with her father's health. Last night, after my wife had left the state, I received a message on Facebook from Kay saying how it was good to finally meet her brother-in-law. Kay said that she heard through a mutual friend my wife has been coming down to visit their sixth father, but apparently she hadn't visited them, called them, or even texted them once. I immediately defended my wife because I've overheard phone calls and seen her texts, but Kay denied that was her. She even showed proof that my wife never responded to her initial message and went on to say that they had never abused her, were never toxic towards her. It was all a big lie. I immediately felt sick. I always trusted her immensely, and now especially being confronted with proof, I didn't know what to do. Kay even sent me their brother's number, I'll call him Ben, and he ended up confirming the exact thing. Throughout this whole ordeal, I attempted to call my wife, but she never picked up. I'm a serious mix of emotions right now, and I don't know what to do. Her brother and sister have provided proof that they haven't seen her since our wedding especially since my wife kept us separate, even though they seem like lovely people. The fact that her whole past might be a lie makes me feel nauseated. I'm trying. To, I'm still trying to get into contact with my wife, but I need some advice on how to handle this whole fucked up situation. Do you think she's cheating? What do you think is happening? 
I'm so upset and lost that I don't know where to start. Too long didn't read. Wife cut contact with abusive family. Reconnected last year after father got sick. Received message and proof from wife's brother and sister that she never visited them when she claimed she was. Now I don't know what to do. Well, you know, there's a lot of things that could be said here. Um, I wouldn't jump immediately to cheating. Um, if her family is abusive and if they were all toxic towards her, what gives you any sort of reason to think that they would be telling the truth? Of course they're going to discredit your wife for what she's doing, visiting her father, visiting you got their, their father. That just seems like... A1 manipulation to me. An abusive family is going to do anything they can to make the person they abused look like they are in the wrong. I'm not completely ruling out cheating or or that she's not going there and going somewhere else, but the last person I would believe over your wife is her abusive fam- family members. Unless this is all all the way flipped around and the wife doesn't want you to know what her family thinks of her because she knows how despicable she is and that they know how despicable she is but i don't think that's the case being from a, a an abusive uh family they will do anything my mom my my dad is cool my dad didn't abuse me my mom did but coming from that like she will do anything she can to make me look like the monster in the situation, even though I was the minor. I wasn't in power. I had no power. And now that I'm gone, she can say whatever she wants about me to anyone. And she makes me look like this terrible, terrible monster every second that she can. And I've heard it. I know it. And it's frustrating. It makes it so I can't go back to town even though I didn't do anything wrong. So I kind of vibe with your wife in this situation, buddy. Unless she's really doing a number on all of us. But my instinct tells me her family's fucked up. And I would believe your wife over them. You've been married for 13 years. If she doesn't want to introduce you to her family, or she doesn't want the family to be a part of you guys' relationship, That's most likely because that's for the best for you guys, because they are toxic people, and all they're going to do is interfere and cause emotional turmoil. That's just my perspective. There's a reason I don't let my mom's side of the family into my life. All they do is manipulate. It's not okay. So you just got to cut them out, you know? You just got to cut them out. I would wait for her to come home and then have a conversation with her about it and be like, you, okay, you got to prove to me now that you're going to see your dad because your siblings are saying otherwise. So I need some sort of uh, confirmation that you're actually going there. Otherwise, what do you have to hide, right? Like, that's the way I see it. What do the people in the comments have to say? I saw a post recently where, through therapy, a wife admitted to her husband she was secretly horribly abusing their now-grown daughter her entire life and childhood. The brother's son was in on the abuse, 
The mom and brother literally formed an alliance and verbally, emotionally, psychologically abused the sister slash daughter. When daughter would go to dad for help, mom and brother would completely deny it and dad would side with mom and son. Oh, I feel this. Daughter completely cut everyone off when she was old enough to leave home. Dad found out about the abuse and realized he completely failed his daughter and was trying to get back in touch with her. So sad. Families can really, really fuck you up. I'd be totally honest and upfront with your wife of 13 years over believing her siblings. Yeah, you gotta be real with her. You gotta have the conversation be like, this is what they're saying, this is what you're saying. I want to trust you over them, but I'm having trouble because both of them are saying this, and we have like very little interaction with one another, so you gotta help me out here. Something like that. No attacking, just I need help understanding what's going on, because I'm confused, and I'm concerned. Alright, let's see what else we got here. Let's go to the news section. Contribute to some people that really need it. Um, okay. This is a short one. <clears throat> Am I overreacting or is it normal? So, my girlfriend recently went on spring break with a couple of friends, which I had no problem with. Not usually a crazy BF, but now that she's back, she keeps talking about all these guys she met. And she even added them on Snapchat and snaps them every day. It kind of pisses me off when I walk by her and saw her talking to one of them on Snap. But when I come near her, she puts it away. Seems fishy to me. Yeah, if she's putting it away after, um, you know, talking to a guy that she met on spring break and like you walk by and she tries to hide it, then obviously she's hiding something, man. How old are you guys? Oh, you don't have, you don't put your age. She added guys she met on spring break. She's for the streets. <laughs> she a hoe. No, no, but on the real, this is um like that story I told you guys about the girl. This must be high school or something. This has to be either high school or early college because, I, like I said, I dated a girl for like a year who um went on spring break and met a guy and dated me while dating them. So, like, that's, that's some, that's some hoe behavior, I gotta say. You gotta ditch, man. Just ditch. Or you know what you should do? So you should, um, find out who these guys are and message them on Facebook and be like, Good luck with Tracy. I gave her herpes, you motherfucker. Now you have it too. And then just leave it there. And then she's not talking to anyone anymore. She doesn't have you. She doesn't have them. Mission accomplished. That's some fucked up shit, dude. You deserve better than that. Nobody deserves to be cheated on. Fucking spring break. Spring break is always a cause for concern. Like, (laughs) nothing good happens on spring break. Okay, let's look at some not new ones. Let's look in the hot section. I am going to divorce my wife over this situation. Can you guys tell me if my bullshit meter is intact? 
I am very emotional and I don't want to make the wrong decision here. Please tell me if you think I am being lied to. I, 43 male, and my wife, 46 female, have had problems for years. There have been previous infidelity on both our parts, but we turned a new leaf a few years ago and have been doing well since. About six months ago, my wife reconnected with an old co-worker. She started going to her house every once in a while. Sometimes the friend would come hang out here. The other evening, they had a little get-together at my home while I was at work. There were a bunch of people in my home I didn't know. No big deal, I thought. Yesterday, I asked if I could use her laptop because my... My back was aching, and I didn't want to go upstairs. She let me, but she acted extremely nervous about it. I looked in her history, and she had been looking at some guy's Facebook page. I noticed there was a pic of him in my house. I searched for him in her history, and he came up in a hidden chat, but the words were deleted. I asked her about this, and she said it was a friend of her old co-worker who had dropped her off. I could tell she was lying. I contacted him through Facebook, and he said to give him a call. He said he was sorry he didn't know she was married when he met her at the bar and friended her on Facebook several months ago, and that he had been flirting with her ever since he was the co-worker's roommate. He said she had come over about eight times since then. I asked about the deleted chat. He said my wife had invited him over, and that he was sorry for saying he was excited to see sexy wife's name at the party. I asked my wife about all this and she changed her story to say he had friended her once he met her, but she never seen him since and that he had come over incidentally. She says he was drunk and must have mistaken her for someone else and that he had never called her sexy. She says there was never a chat and he must have mistaken that too, even though that's how she invited him to my home in the first place. I should add that there were only two other women at the party, his co-worker and another woman who was there with her husband. She also changed her story to him not being here more than an hour. My kids say it was more like three. Yeah, he met my kids. Does this sound like BS to you? Absolutely. Oh my god. Get out of there, dude. Get out of there. Fuck that stupid bitch. Not literally. Don't don't touch her. She sucks. There are pictures of that dude in your house. And she's like, no, no, we, we don't talk. <laughs> what chat? I would believe the guy over her in this situation. He laid it out. He felt bad. He was sorry. He has nothing to lose in this situation. He's going to tell you the truth. Your wife, your bitch of a wife, on the other hand... Your hoe of a wife, on the other hand? No. Divorce. Yes, you have all the grounds needed for a divorce. Top comment, Jesus, dude, do something about it. And then he, the, the OP goes, oh, I am. I'm not having second thoughts about it. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't overreacting to this story and not giving her side due, to consi- due consideration. I didn't want emotion to mess up my judgment. And then they say, someone says, your BS meter is fine. I'm sorry you have to deal with this. Best of luck to you. He has met your fucking kids. Yes, she is spinning you a BS tale. Go and see a lawyer. Yeah, get out of there. Let's do, um, let's do one more. 
and then we'll close this out. Uh-oh. I think my husband is addicted to porn. Oh boy. I think I've uncovered my husband's porn addiction. And I'm not sure what to do. Like, how can we even try to move forward from this? I don't know how to make this shorter. I can't think of a proper too long didn't read. Everything is a mess. For background info, I'm female, 33, he's 36. We've been married for three years. He works in IT. I used to be a teacher. I accidentally opened his Gmail account. We both use Gmail and we both bank with the same banking institution. I saw a payment notification I didn't recognize before I realized it was in the, I was in the wrong Gmail account. I was using our home computer and he obviously didn't log out before shutting it down. Um, it's my birthday this coming Saturday, so I got all excited thinking maybe he got me something special and then I saw that the same transaction gets logged on his account every two days. It's a Google Play payment notification, and you can only see the name of whatever he paid for and how much it cost. For anonymity reasons, I'm going to disco- disclose the actual. I'm not going to disclose the actual name of the payment notification. I had to do a whole lot of digging though, since searching for it on Google Play services didn't get me much information. Just anime games, but nothing with the same name as what the payment notification showed. After some more digging on the internet, I found an anime artist who uses that name on Instagram, which linked to a website where you can buy custom content. Anime Cartoon Chronicles, which mostly revolve around violent hentai porn. My husband and I have always kept our finances separate. We both contribute to what we contributed to what we needed to run the house, but outside of that we had the view that your money is yours to do with as you please. No questions or explanations required. But then I had to quit my job due to some major health issues last year, September. We're still in the middle of trying to figure it out, but autoimmune shit isn't fun or cheap to do. I hear that, sister. And it's taking quite some time to figure it out. My point being that since then, my husband has been the only source of income in our household. I don't even have my own car anymore. I calculated how much that subscription of his costs each month, converted to dollar amounts, it comes to $800, and here I've been stressing my ass off about money for so long. I've long since exhausted my personal savings on medical bills. His income is apparently not enough to see us through every month. I don't actually know what his monthly paycheck is, but suffice to say, the week before payday, There's no more food in the house and he has to get creative with bumming rides to work from friends because he can't afford to put fuel in his car. Even if I'm wrong about the anime porn, I don't see how or why he could justify spending that kind of money on some kind of subscription service. I feel like I massively invaded his privacy. His money is his to do with as he sees fit. Why do I feel so hurt and betrayed by this? I know I'm going to have to confront him and talk about this. But I don't see how this conversation can have any sort of good outcome. I have no job, no assets, I can't work due to my health issues at the moment. I'm an only child, my mother has borderline personality disorder with a side of alcoholism thrown into the mix, so turning to family or friends isn't an option either. We're married outside commun- uh, we're, we're married outside community of property. If we were to get divorced, we would both walk away with what we both brought into the relationship, nothing more. We don't have a functioning social system in my country, third world, 
that allows for unemployment or disability benefits. I'm so very fucked right now, and I don't know what to do. He's been hiding this from me for years. I've begged and pleaded to get the roof of to get to the root of why our sex life has been non-existent for more than a year now. I've been scouring the internet looking for ways to make the budget my husband gave me for the house 120 per month to work. Mm, what? I've watched our cats starve for days on end. We don't have any human children. Rationing their food down to 20 grams of food a day, trying to save money. And now this, he loves his anime shows. Anime porn wouldn't be that far off the mark. Would also explain the utter lack of intimacy. I don't care what he gets off on, but when it costs that kind of money, just in case anyone is thinking I might have let myself go, causing him to turn to porn, that is certainly not the case. I weigh 51 kilograms. I can't afford to get my hair and nails done at a salon, but I do pretty okay job on my own at home. I'm also not a prude when it comes to sex. I was heavily involved with the BDSM scene in my 20s. My husband knows this. I would never ever judge anyone on their kinks and fetishes. Where do I even begin a process? I always thought our relationship was perfect. We actually communicate where the, when there are issues. We've never had a fight or lost our cool with each other. We're each other's best friends. People envy our relationship in social circles because we are a good match for each other. We're both a bit normal, and the chances of us ever... We're, a both, we're both a bit not normal, and the chances of us ever crossing paths and finding the odd to our even was extremely unlikely. Any advice or outside perspective would be much appreciated. Oh, wow. Yeah, this comment puts it in perspective. 120 a month for the house and $800 a month for porn? Jeez. Yeah, um, when money is tight, see, it's not necessarily the, the porn that's as big of an issue. Yeah, when there's no intimacy in the relationship and he's just using porn, then you've got a big issue. That's issue one. But issue two, money is tight and he's spending $800 a month on porn. That's fucked up. You got to do something about that. Whether it be confront him or leave. Jeez, $800 on porn. I, I hope he's getting his money's worth. That better be some, like, hard-to-find, really, like, rare, super high-quality... I don't even know what that would be. But damn! Uh, that's so bad. That's so bad. I'm so sorry, ma'am. Yeah, all you can do, I mean... If if you, you if the relationship is perfect otherwise, maybe he just has a porn addiction, and maybe you should just be like, hey, I think you have a problem, and we can work on it, but you can't be spending $800 on hentai porn. First of all, those girls aren't real. I am. Secondly, we need that money, because the budget you're giving for the house, $120 a month, that's not going to work while you're spending $800 a month to get your little willy off. That's not cool. That is not cool. So, I know this was a shorter episode today, but everything is off fucking kilter right now with the coronavirus. Um, do I have any stories? Do I have any stories for you guys? Let me get through my, let me go through my list. Um, 
And we already talked about the nutmeg and Adderall story. Dating a girl I met online from Brazil, almost having like a 90-day fiancé type relationship, but breaking it off by lying and saying that I'm gay with my best friend, but she wanted me and him to kiss as proof. Oh my god. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, so... My... In high school, I dated this girl long distance from Brazil. And she was my first girlfriend. I know. That's so sad. Like, you couldn't meet anyone in your town, Alex? No. Everybody thought I was a freak. Hell no. One time I heard... One of my one of my buddies went up to these girls in middle school. And... Not in middle school. <laughs> in our middle school. When, okay, let me reword that. A buddy of mine, when we were in middle school, when we were in like 8th grade, went up to these girls that we knew. It was like, hey... Would you date Alex Mador? And all of them were like, Ew! 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 No! Ew! And I was like, I wasn't right there, but I was like, down the hall. And that has stuck with me to this day. Was it? That was 2010? So it's been like 10 years? No. Yeah. It's been like 10 years, and that stuck with me. But anyways, yeah, I dated this girl, and it was all long distance, and I get to, I get back to high school after the summer, and I realize, wait a minute, like, there are girls here, in this country, in this state, in this town, in this school, that I could be talking to right now. When am I going to go to Brazil? When? How is that going to happen? My mom's just going to let me take a, pr- a plane to Rio? Just go down there and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm 16, but whatever. No. So what did I do? I broke up with her. And she was like, I, and I didn't want to hurt her feelings. So I was like, I'm gay. And she was like, no, you're not. I'm like, no, 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 I swear. I'm, I'm gay. I like men. I, I like, I like men. Men like me, I'm gay. And she was like, no, you're not. I I don't believe you. I was like, no, this is my boyfriend. I sent a selfie with me and my friend, <laughs> my buddy. And she was like, okay, then then kiss. And I was like, no, no, that's, we, we, um, we haven't gotten that far in the relationship yet. And she was like laughing. She, she knew it was fake. She was like, okay, whatever. Whatever you need to do to do to break up with me, okay. And uh, yeah, that was that. Not a great story, I know, but this is a very disorganized episode. Uh, I'm gonna try to come back in a couple of days, but I, I really, I have a lot to do right now. Um, that's why this episode's gonna be a little shorter. But hey, no ads. Um, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. As always, I'm Alex Mador. Make sure you check out Mango Pods and White Claw on Spotify and Apple Music and on TikTok. Go go ahead and TikTok Mango Pods and White Claw. Let's get that shit viral. Thank you so much for tuning into the short news. Have a wonderful day, and if I don't see you till Monday, have a wonderful weekend. Peace.
It's really that time of year. And your team might finally do it. Or if you're a Rams fan, you might just want to book the trip now. This year, Super Bowl 56 is in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium, February 13th. You can scour resellers to buy an overpriced ticket closer to the day, or you can lock in the Super Bowl experience of a lifetime now with our friends at On Location. True 50-yard line seats only available with On Location. An invite to celebrate on the field with the champs. On location, yes, you want to craft a perfect confetti angel like I did? Go to the game with On Location. And it's not just about gameplay. From dinner with NFL legend Marcus Allen to pregame parties featuring acoustic sets for Wyclef, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is offering the most exclusive ticket packages available. Want to know how? Visit onlocationexp.com forward slash SP56 or search Super Bowl on location. That's right. Search Super Bowl on location. Make the trip of a lifetime. It's your shot. Take it.